Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms. And also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Avery. Avery is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. Today we have a new episode. We have episode from the placemaking community. It's a big pleasure for me to welcome you, Ethan Khadija Ramon, to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome. Thank you so much, Mustafa. Very, very happy to be back here with you. Thank you, Mustafa. Always grateful for your leadership of these important conversations. Hello. Hello to everybody and to all the listeners. And thank you, Mustafa, for having me here today. Yeah, and welcome, Khadija. This is your first time and Ethan Ramon. We are happy to have you back. So let's give the listeners a quick highlight about you. So how would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? We start with you, Khadija. It's always hard to summarize yourself in a couple of words, but I'll do my best. I'm Khadija. I'm an architect from Italy. I just came back to Italy after a couple of years in Northern Ireland. And in my research and in my life, I've always been interested in public space and in how public space can really shape communities and sometimes maybe disrupt them. For this reason, I'm always looking forward to conversation around place, placemaking, and how we can shape place for everybody's good yeah and welcome I'm, I'm i will be more than happy to to have you here and and to talk with you more let's welcome our second guest ethan how are you um, thank you mustafa yeah so i'm uh i'm wonderful i'm the executive director of placemaking x which is a global network of placemaking advocates practitioners um and you know learners uh and our you know goal is to to continue to uh build the, the movement uh support collective action advocacy and education um and this project that we're going to talk about today is really the, the culmination of you know so many great leaders and 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 you know very much thanks to ramon i'll pass it over to you Thank you, Ethan. Yeah, great pleasure to be with both of you and Mustafa. My name is Ramon. I'm starting to be a usual suspect in these gatherings, but I'm currently the director of Placemaking Europe, as many of you will probably know. And we are the NGO for placemaking in Europe, a network of over 60 leaders around Europe, like fostering placemaking in their communities, and at the same time working with cities and organizations to advocate for introducing placemaking in their process and in their ways of, of developing cities. And yeah, currently, personally, quite focused and obsessed on how can we scale up the principles and the approaches of placemaking to broader uh, city strategies. Yeah, welcome all three of you. And Ramon, let me start with you. Tell us about the background of this project. <laughs> Actually, there's been, I'd say that it's been a long process, a long way, no? So 
you know, like Spain was one of these countries that went in a very, very heavy lockdown. So it was almost completely banned to go on the street. But I was lucky enough that because of my job at that time, I was still allowed to go on the streets. And I was just remember not during March, like walking my city completely empty, like seeing like, you know, and it was very, very, very emotional no, at that time. No, but we were seeing like how like the main element that makes it is what they are, which is public space, which is being together, was sub- was suddenly vanished, no, and what and wasn't there. And we realized, and it started to like with a lot of initial uh, conversation with different uh, members of the community, like Ethan among them, that we were thinking, okay, like cities without public space are not cities, but and at the same time, like this crazy thing, this pandemic that we didn't know by them how long it were going to to last, but we immediately saw the kind of responses that were totally top-down, were nationally led, were basically uh, based on enforcement, on policing, on these sort of things, like could be very, like could create a lot of damage, especially for underserved and undeserved community, like this history showed after that. And also we thought that it was a good moment for reflection. We were going to be enclosed in our places and as many other crises, no, that was an opportunity to reflect. And already at that moment, we were initially like start to think, okay, like let's start to discuss because we shouldn't miss this opportunity or we should at least bring our ideas to the public debate because it was important to talk about the importance of public space and as well already thinking that when we were like societies were, were struggling to recover from this pandemic from this crisis to bring public space to the center of this debate so that was the, the original reason to develop this initiative yeah and i i love the reason like or or the way how you thought about this crisis like it's an opportunity for us to, to reflect and do something instead of just being at home ethan how was like when when ramon reached out to you how was your reaction what did you what do you think oh uh yeah this was a uh, you know, no-brainer to, to to you know a great idea um and yeah the the opportunity to to bring together the reflections and the, the the learning of you know the leaders in the network, um, you know, everyone had been looking for opportunities to make this a meaningful crisis. Everyone had been um, you know, implementing projects on the ground that that uh, needed to be shared and and um, scaled, um, and you know everyone was looking to set a new normal, a new set of patterns, a new culture coming out of the, this crisis, and wanted to set collective intentions. Um, it also, you know, was in very timely in terms of sort of the evolution of the placemaking movement and the placemaking X. We had launched, you know, in the, in the really in the six months before the pandemic, um, with a series of conferences, actually starting with Valencia, um, that Ramon's placemaking Europe there, uh, and going around the world. Uh, we had conferences in Latin America and the U.S. and Australia and, and Asia, um, and culminating actually in the World Urban Forum in Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, right, right before the everything sort of locked down in uh, you know February, um, you know, two thousand, and uh, you know, so obviously it wasn't what we expected. But then it became, um, you know, we needed to figure out how to go digital and and to not be traveling all around the world and gathering everybody in person. We were lucky to have the in person relationships, um, but you know, then then we're able to build on those and connect people more efficiently and and and. Uh, Productively in many ways um, through virtual gatherings, uh, and I think this this declaration, this charter, um, 
you know, is a, is a culmination of the collective wisdom and, um, you know, the collaboration uh, and, you know, and, and, and relationships that, you know, have been built through these placemaking networks. Yeah. And when, when did you start like doing the actual project? Like was it di directly after when the pandemic hit or after a few months? Yeah, like, let me answer that. So we immediately as placemaking Europe, we thought like the reasoning was there. So we said, let's launch the after covid.city initiative to start to reflect on that so we first started to monitor started to monitor what was happening how cities were reacting how they were trying to guarantee the access to public space so we were covering those stories immediately after that we did an agreement with the city of barcelona to also like start to reflect on which we're going to do the, be the next step. So we organized the conference on the after COVID city, Superilla Barcelona, bringing some reflections already physically in Barcelona in October last year, but broke a city to the world. And immediately after that, what we did as well, we launched a survey. So our, like the community of placemakers around the world was just giving us very detailed information about how the cities were reacting to that, the kind of policies, the kind of uh, like initiative around public space. And then we took all that information and in December, so the last year of 2021, we gathered more than 80 uh, openness and placemakers of around the world using a co-creative methodology to say, okay, we learned that much. We did so much because most of the participants were actually deeply involved in their communities with this policies, no? For instance, I mean, like Robin Abad in San Francisco, no? Living like the response of San Francisco uh, the, to, the, to the crisis, I'll just give you one example. So 80 of us gathered, gathered in to co-create and worship to say, okay, we learned so much, now what do we have to do together and which are kind of the global common elements because obviously like important of placemaking is acknowledging the, the local and the indigenous wisdom and the, and the local characteristics of cities and places, but still bringing this global knowledge together and committing to some commitments. So that's how, how did it work? Yeah, exactly. So, so Ethan, tell us more like about the contributors from which countries and so on. So yeah, we were you know grateful for placemaking Europe taking the initiative on this and in, in, in looking forward to hearing from Hadija and, and and how you know how she really masterfully ran the, this, this process and, and it really a process you know we've always talked about the most important part of placemaking is is the process not the product and I think again this um, this product reflects that that same value there was an extraordinary process run by the placemaking Europe um, you know leaders and uh, but you know, we were grateful to be able to draw on the, the other networks. There's about 18 uh, regional networks and and about nine more in formation uh, covering you know, much of the planet right now. Um, you know, learning a lot from placemaking Europe. But every network has their strengths and and challenges. And uh, you know, there's there's new there's people that participated from you know Nepal and from from you know uh, you know Latin, all over Latin America and Africa and and you know Australia and New Zealand and uh, you know so so we're uh, you know, we're lucky to gain from that wisdom, and 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 each of them represent you know networks with collective wisdom and learning and challenges, um, you know, built up over many years as well. So uh, that's 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 you know, we're, we're place making access built to contribute to these types of conversations, and I feel like the, the network, the leaders, really, really, uh, you know, you know, came alive uh, and really, really, uh, you know, really were were thrilled to be part of it. Yeah, 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 and and I hear a lot of the talent pool. Now what I see like a, like a placemaker's pool. <laughs> so so Khadija, tell us, because what I see now, I have a document of 19 pages. Amazing, with a great knowledge. Tell me behind the scenes, like tell us about the co-creation process. 
So my role was in particular moderating the online session and I guess the first thing to talk about as Ethan was touching on is really the the power of online tools and I think before the global pandemic, we will never thought that we could have so much wisdom and so much knowledge and people from really around the world being there and sharing ideas in the same place. And I think this is one of the great things about the, the whole process of writing the charter. So the online sessions were developed around four phases, but I think what's really powerful of the outcome of this two-hour session was that we were starting from our experience, personal experience of this last year and a half. And from this, we're trying to find commonalities and common themes and common interest. And we really developed at the end of these two hours uh, a commitment. So as Armand was saying, it's not just about sharing experience, but also about understanding what are the, the practical tools and the practical thing that we can go to the city with and say, this is what we've learned and this is how we can develop and what we can practically do. Just want to finish by saying that it has been re really great to be part of this process. And every time I see an email from Placemaking Europe, and as a placemaking leader, I'm always looking forward to get involved. And this time was great as the other time. So I'm always looking forward in being more involved and just listening and speaking to brilliant minds. So please reach out if you need any other support. That was the atmosphere within the community during the workshop. Were people like angry because of COVID or, or... Talking about the atmosphere, I think it's always interesting the way talking about the last years um, evolves. So we really start usually from really grim, uh, a grim atmosphere. So people will uh, first remember how it was really hard to be home alone, not being able to go out. But then whenever we shift uh, about speaking uh, of public spaces, what happens that everybody really realizes on how we've seen our cities in a different in a different way and especially we've seen how really going from our private house and our private homes to the public space it's there in the public space that we found our communities that we we really shaped our communities and i think a lot of people and even myself i've discovered spaces and places in my city that I've, I've never seen be before before covid and before the pandemic so yeah, it's it's i think it's a great way to speak about the last year you know not speaking about the isolation that we we had in our houses but about how being in the public space opened more pos possibility of connecting with with others yeah yeah amazing and, and also thank you so much you did a really good job 
Thank you so much again, Khadija. Mustafa, we should ask you as well. You were part of the discussion on the workshop. So I think for, for a different, we should interview you at mid this time. So how did you find it and how was your experience? I share the same feeling with Khadija when I also part of uh, one of the leaders in Europe. And uh, when I get an email from the Placemaking Europe or Placemaking X, do you want to be part of this? You cannot say no to this because this is like a big chance to change the world. And I say I sign in directly. And then we had the workshops. The, the big feeling or the big joy for me was to meet the other leaders and hear from them how they experience. We almost experience the same, but when it comes to different um, cultures and countries, then there are some details that I was like more than happy to listen and to learn from. Khadija did a good job and also you and Ethan, the introduction was, was clear. So I just enjoy the, the, the hours of workshops. I was a bit sad that only two workshops. I, I wanted more just, just for fun to meet also the others. But I think like it was a it was like really one of the great workshops I had during the COVID. Uh, really well planned, moderated. And also when I look at the PDF now, I am I'm happy to be part of this. Like it's uh, really making history or making future. So I want to say thank you for, for making this happen. It was very important that it was a, a combination of bringing like lived knowledge. So like subjective knowledge of the people that were experienced or cities, but at the same time, like most of them were also involved in policies. And actually like the combination of those two was very nice. And also the opportunity to have people from third, more than 30 different countries, different ages and experience, not because there were like people that have been like less years working in this field, but we also had like some of the like, big names, no, I know like Charles Landry, Thomas Mark Cora, for instance, no, or you had people with very, very senior positions as well. But that was very nice and it was very generous as well the how people were sharing you now without trying to balance the hierarchies like very horizontal i think in a good way and that also like i guess that sum up to create the quality of the, of the result yeah exactly and and would you love ramon to share with us the result like the findings you can give us a highlight and then i will put the link of the pdf so people can read it Absolutely. I think the most important thing is like COVID still considered by like the major crisis that cities have experienced in the lifetime of the urbanists that were, were working with us. That funny enough, people was rediscovering and re-enjoying public space, like the importance of public space to combat loneliness, mental health, etc., etc., and the link with equality. Now let's say those are the main findings about the research and then the commitments are just shared to try to bring like a common like roadmap for cities into recovery now that we discuss about like investment infrastructure and other sort of policies we say okay but public space is important because it interacts with innovation with, with social aspects with with bureaucracy with culture with climate action and with connection and mobility and in this in this benchmark we just define 18 very specific commitment for cities that are going from like the the, the place to revive uh, discusses discussed and, and underused infrastructure to as another example return to and recognize indigenous and, endo and endogenous knowledge or uh, or the importance of public space to reduce lo loneliness i will give those examples mm. And Ethan, Ramon mentioned to us the findings. What is the next step? What is the idea? Is it for cities, for placemakers, for consultants? What are we going to do with, with the findings? So one, I think, you know, these are inspiring, provocative, um, you know, powerful 
statements um, and, you know, and, and to have it mall together, these, you know, these sort of potentially perceived as disparate ideas all put together into one powerful document, um, you know, can offer a, you know, something foundational for us all to work together going forward. Um, but I'd also like to emphasize, I think one of the most powerful things about this is, again, the process, the, the, the model that process that, you know, that Placemaking Europe um, really led to put this together is a process that reflects the best of the placemaking community. The placemaking community skill is, is really often, um, you know, most shines around um, leading these kinds of processes. So I think, the, the, you know, the charter can be very useful and provocative for communities, but even more valuable, the process to develop it might be something that cities, regions want to replicate, learn from, to develop their own intentions to sort of to riff on these ideas to you know get buy-in and participation from their communities in you know in shaping their their you know charters that they can um you know own even more um so and then of course this is all about action you know we just uh we, we just actually had our global place big next leaders call um yesterday two of them for different time zones and um, you know, had, you know, over a hundred of, of the leaders, um, you know, rep all representing the different networks participating. Um, and then we're all talking about, you know, how do we come out of COVID? You know, we're all planning to action. We've, you know, we've built this, these intentions, these, re these relationships, um, these organizations in many cases, and we're ready to, to scale the placemaking movement from sort of the short-term actions that have really turned upside down the shaping of cities and gotten attention, these lighter, quicker, cheaper projects to moving towards what we call place-led development to, you know, attracting investment uh, interests, um, you know, people to contribute to the public realm on the terms of local people, for and by local people, um, it's really shaping, you know, a future to bring together many different causes, disciplines, sectors um, for the cause of, of place uh, to, to for broader collaboration and um, more systemic change. Um, but we'll... Uh, one of the one of the announcements um, that you know will come from uh, soon, but you know we, we can discuss was that we're going to do a global placemaking action week um, uh, right around uh, the the when placemaking Europe's conference will be in Pontevedra. So we'll, if, for people that can't come there and people that will be there, we'll we'll have a global call to action for placemakers and, and others all around the world to uh, to really implement these ideas and talk and share how we can all have a you know great collective impact together. Um, but yeah, we have this week and with the high level meetings of the UN are here talking about how do, how do we implement the Nurburgring agenda? How are we doing and with implementation? So the timing is really terrific for this charter. Um, as you know, we'll, tomorrow we'll go on a, a bike ride with some of the leaders of, of UN Habitat and, and others, uh, and we'll get to discuss this with them. Um, and then we'll be at the World Urban Forum um, in Europe. I'll, actually, I'll be in, in a lot of conferences in Europe over the next couple of months and hope to, including Helsingborg with the Place Making Europe's organizing at uh, the H2 two summit um and uh uh with, you know with with a lot of the swedish colleagues of yours mustafa and um we'll be in paris for the international making cities livable conference and actually will be at the world um, economic forum um talking about regenerative placemaking and how do we scale placemaking uh, you know with at a to, to you know in regenerative ways um and lastly actually ramon and i will be at the um the, the Global Cultural Districts Conf um, Network Conference in Lugano uh, at the end of May. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of opportunities to, to further this conversation. Yeah. So much happening and, and I'm looking forward to meet you here when you, when you come to Europe and you're more than welcome. And, and Ramon, tell us also about like, what is the next step? How can we use this document? 
what can we do with it and who is the target group for this document yeah like for the the first target group is like the community in itself so i think like as ethan probably share like the process has a lot of value in itself so it was an outcome to say okay let's agree in a product and that was quite important second element as for us as place making europe we do partner with a lot of citizen organizations so we are using it as the sort of backbones on those partnerships for the following couple of years so it would say okay if there is a city that want to work with us those are the commitments that they have have to share and also i think it's it's relevant as well no because sometimes like you know that um, those sort of concepts can be used as well to greenwash or whitewash other approaches or whatever so we say okay like if, if a city or an organization is committed with public space and place making i think this is extremely powerful uh, starting point and the third element would be also for the for any individual to use it to convince their municipalities to translate it to the languages to share it in their communities and last but not least as also Ethan said we could use those methodologies to bring up local charters or local developments yeah so it's like we can have we can use both the the process and the, the product exactly but as everything that we do is completely open source so whoever can translate it to the language like redesign it you should cover the world and just spread yeah, it spread the i world. love it this is what i love for the placemaking like everything is open so we can just all together change the world and before we we let the listeners click on the file and start reading it i would love that each one of you give two takeaway messages to our listeners we can start with you khadija i think that the first takeaway is really in the process as Ethan and Ramon already pointed out this experience is not only the outcome but it's really about the process itself and I think what what we've learned what I've learned is really going cross sectors cross culture cross ages cross really everything really brings rich conversation and new perspective that you've never thought about and this can really just give new ideas and new fuel to old ideas if you want and i think the second takeaway is really how public space is i mean we are public space and you know a lot of time we talk about economy finance and we forget that behind those numbers there is people so i think that something i really believe in and that is coming also from the charter is the fact that by developing and by designing and co-designing public space you can really make everything else thrive and i really really appreciate having been part of this and i believe that this is just the beginning yeah interesting thank you hadith and ethan well obviously there's there's so many takeaways as public space connects and disrupts um, so many silos and, and touches on so many parts of people's lives. Um, so yeah, so you know, I think you know, the first takeaway is, is that, is how you know, we, we were disconnected from public space and from each other for a little bit, and now how we, how we reconnect with it and with intention uh, and realize the power for it to bring us together in new ways, to shape new patterns, to 
um, address you know equ equity issues and and uh, health issues and um, sustainability issues in a very fundamental way um, is key. Um, so so this you know this public using public space and placemaking as a tool for bringing us together again and creating new patterns. Um, and then I guess you know on a, on a bigger scale too. Even than that, it's it's how place and public space can. Um, be a cause that, that globally that um, that you know connects and disrupts you know you know global causes. How we need where we the solutions are often there that people understand a lot of the biggest challenges we have. Uh, place reconnecting to place and how place built connects people is the only means we're going to have to building our capacity to address a lot of these bigger challenges. Um, so coming together of these types of ideas of these types of people that have their, that bridge and connect, you know, many worlds um, is the only way we're going to build our collective capacity globally to take on our, our, our bigger challenges and continue human life and, you know, and, and uh, you know, thriving human communities on this planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Ethan. And, and Ramon? Important takeaway was confirming the centrality of place. And I'd say that I'd say that every city should have a placemaking strategy because if they want to address the like the main current challenges and most of them that are, are, have been worsed worsened by, by the by the pandemic and the crisis like loneliness, mental health, urban health, um, equity, those sort of things like using placemaking or putting placemaking at the center of their development strategies is key. It's effective. It is inclusive. And yeah, they should start doing that as soon as possible. And we are here to help. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the good job. And thank you so much for giving your time to record this episode. And hopefully see you in, uh, during the H22 here in Helsingborg. Thank you for your leadership. And I'll see you there for sure. And thank you so much for doing that. Mr. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.